When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the Leeds 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 podcast. My name's Joe Mewis. I'm the Leeds United editor here at Leeds Live. Um, and joining me for his pod debut, uh, I've got Christian Johnson on. Christian, hello. Very excited to be here. And uh, today of all days as well. I think I've timed it well. Yeah, it's a busy day, of course. Um, the big news: uh, Leeds United drew Bolton in the Carabao Cup. Yeah, uh, that's the the main topic of conversation. Exactly. Nothing much else going on. No, not really. Um, <laughs> obviously, we jest. Um, today actually is. Probably going to go down as one of the biggest days in Leeds United's recent history. Um, we, we're coming to you um, speaking on a Friday afternoon. Of course, they've just hired uh, Marcelo Bielsa as the new manager. Um, it's been all stations go, really, uh, this morning in the Leeds Live office. Christian, what's sort of your initial reaction to the news? Uh, it's something that we've, we've known is probably going to be happening for quite some time. It was just a case of when, not if, really, for, for a few days now. But there was always that slim possibility that it wasn't going to get over the line. Mm. Um, do you want to tell us, Joe, because you've been following this story really closely, haven't you, the, the stages that we've gone through to get to here? Because it has seemed like we've been waiting for an absolute eternity for Bielsa to be announced. Absolutely. I mean... Um, it was only, it feels longer, but it was only two weeks ago today that um, Paul Heckenbottom got sacked on, it does, on June the 1st. It feels, about, it feels like two months ago. It, exactly, like the Heckenbottom era feels, I can't even say his name properly anymore, <laughs> it feels like that was a, a long time ago, like a different different age for the club. Um, it emerges that uh, Leeds have been in talks pretty much since that happened. Um, the first reports about Bielsa came through uh, the night before the sacking came. Um, so they've obviously had this dialogue open since then. But with a man like um, Marcelo Bielsa, he isn't just going to come walk in and accept the first offer that goes on the table. Tell us about his, his situation as well, because for a lot of managers, mm. they've got their agents who are on call all the time. They're easily accessible. I gather that's not necessarily the case with Bielsa. Yeah, it's, it's a funny one. Like I say, most most you know um, established managers that have plugged in like that, they'll have someone do their talking and these things get done quite quickly. Uh, with Bielsa, he's, he's been in South America this whole time. So you've had... Um, a, you've had the, the time difference as then a factor in, you know, contracts being sent sent back in the middle of the night. Um, but B, his agent is actually his brother, who is um, a high-ranking politician in Argentina. So it's not your usual imagine, agent, he, is yeah, it? Yeah, not usual. Um, <laughs> so he doesn't, in effect, have a, a you know a normal agent. Um, so again, that slowed things down because um, you know it was always. Argentina is quite a busy place to be a politician, I think, judging by some of some, you know, some of the problems they've had in recent years. So um, that's another reason why it has dragged on so long, why we've had this these two weeks of, of backwards and forwards of will they, won't they. Uh, and, I, and I think a lot of Leeds fans are worried because uh, Bielsa has this sort of reputation as, well, he's called El Loco, uh, the madman. Uh, they, they did worry that, you know, if, if Leeds would say the wrong thing off the wrong term, he'd just, he'd just wash his hands with it all and, and just walk off. Um, fortunately, uh, that proves not to be the case. I think um, it's it's testament really to sort of the the ambition and the work shown by by the club here to, to get him in because it's an absolutely phenomenal deal when you think about it. Really, you know? yeah, and it's completely different from Heckenbottom, isn't it? You know, Heckenbottom, mm. somebody who knows the championship inside out. They tried that appointment, clearly didn't think it was working, so they've gone to the complete opposite end of the spectrum and brought in Bielsa, who's got such standing within the international game. Never managed before in England, of mm. course, but he is somebody who's who's so well renowned by a lot of professionals within the game. Yeah, I can't think of a situation 
with two managers that contrast more, um, you know, having followed each other at a club. Um, as you say, Heckenbottom, a young manager, um, the biggest things on his CV are really sort of getting getting Barnsley um, promoted and, and keeping them up in the championship. Fair to say Bielsa's got a, a stronger track record yes, than that. Yes, yeah, that's right. This is a man who's won titles in Argentina. He's won Olympic gold medal with Argentina. Um, he's taken countries to World Cups. He's, you know, transformed uh, the national team in Chile. Uh, so, yeah, as you say, it's it's... Quite the contrast, really. He's, he's a very big deal, and you mentioned Leeds United working hard to get this over the line. But mm. on the other side of things, Bielsa himself has looked at every single detail, hasn't he, from Leeds United's yeah. end? Tell us, tell us what you've heard on on the grapevine. Yeah, well, that's um, that, that's what you get with Bielsa. You get someone who is meticulous in every aspect of the job. Um, if you walk back through through his career, you'll you'll see examples of of the sort of things he's done, the way he's. Um, set up youth systems at clubs, the way he's um, had the training grounds built and everything. Um, in fact, apparently during negotiations, he'd managed to get hold of the Thorpe Arch blueprints, uh, we're hearing, and already had a look and decided what needs to change. Part-time architect, there. part-time manager. He, he does it all. He yeah. really does do it all. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's this sort of attention to detail, really, that is, is one of his trademarks there. And obviously, we've we've spoken a little bit there about his background with with Argentina and taking teams to the World Cup. Do you want to give us because mm. you've written a very uh, very interesting long form piece detailing his history? Do you want to give us a brief background on that? The, the sorts of clubs that he has managed before and how he's how he's fared there. Yeah, sure. Well, um, yeah, if you, if you get to leeds-live.co.uk, you'll be able to see it on there. It's um, I'd a real sort of dig down in, into the history right right from his childhood, really, to sort of see the, the personality of him, like. He seems to be a really sort of driven um, individual all through his life. When he was a child, apparently, he'd subscribe to 20 football magazines and he'd index them all uh, you know, wow. as he went along. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's that sort of thing that's throughout his career, really. He um, he started off, he had, he had a sort of a so-so playing career, tried to make the grade at Newell's Old Boys, um, the team he supported, never really, never really worked out for him. So he quite quickly moved into coaching. Um, Ended up fairly fairly quickly with Newell's, uh, where, where he won the title there, got them to the final of the Libertadores. Um, and then he first decided to move abroad. He went to Mexico, and he had a really interesting stint, actually, with um, Atlas, one of the clubs there. OK. Um, I imagine, like, Leeds fans now, they've had two weeks. They've probably read quite a lot about, um, you know, where he's gone. So they probably know his fell in Europe quite well. But when I, when I was researching this, I found that really interesting because he was hired by Atlas... Um, primarily um, in a youth development role. He wanted to sort out their, their youth system. Um, they'd seen what he'd done at Newell's when he was um, coming up through the ranks there. Uh, he saw this. There's one anecdote that's pretty good here. He saw that in Argentina, um, in the interior of the country, it wasn't producing enough talent, so he thought, here we go, there's an opportunity here. Well, um, how can we get the more, most out of this? So he actually divided the country up into 70 quadrants, uh, and then he went around, visited them all in his car. Cause he was Individually, of, he did this himself. He did this himself. This is the work ethic of the man wow. we're seeing. So he's, he's put the con- this grid across the country in 70 regions, <laughs> been to them all, um, and then lo and behold, like Newell's are, are putting some really promising youngsters through. Um, that is amazing. It is, yeah. And then uh, an- another caveat to that as well is that when he scouted Pochettino, I think he, was, um, he wasn't very old, 12 or 13, he, um, it, I mean, it sounds a bit creepy in a way, but he, uh, he actually went to... Uh, his house said to his parents that he needed to see his legs when he was asleep to see if they were the shape of footballer's legs so he uh, as, as a peak and goes yep he's a footballer's legs That's and obviously Pochettino we now had a very good playing career before he, before he moved into management Argentinian international law <laughs> so, um, so yeah so he has this um, real ability for youth development um, as, a, as a byproduct of his time at Atlas 
I think it was eight of the 11 players in the Mexico team that reached the, the last 16 uh, the 2006 World Cup. They lost to Brazil in the knockout stages there. Eight of the players there had been discovered or scouted by Bielsa. So, you know, it, it works what he's done there. Which, you know, for Leeds United mm. will be music to the ears of the likes of Tom Pearce. You know, the guys coming through, the exactly. youngsters coming through yeah. the academy, they'll be looking to force their way into the team. And it sounds like Bielsa will be will be looking at them to, to progress into the first team. There. I'd have thought that, that could be one of the things that's tempted to get for him to um, take the job himself. Um, it was certainly one of... One of the achievements from last season, it, you know, it was it was a pretty pretty terrible season all in all. But they could take the this um, improvement in the youth system there. Obviously, under Chilino, the Thorpe Arch Academy was was starting to wither away and die really. But they've had fresh investment, uh, and we've seen players come through this season: uh, Paddy O'Connor, Tom Pierce, Ryan Edmondson. Uh, so it could be really promising in in terms of those. Um, so that, I thought that that was one really interesting spell. Um, the, the other spell uh, I was quite interested in, which I think could be relevant to Leeds, was his time in charge of Chile. So he'd, um, he'd been away and done the Argentina job. Um, disappointing 2002 World Cup, but before that they were certainly seen as one of the best teams in the world. So, you know, he'd certainly achieved lots there. Um, and then he would end up um, winning the gold medal at the Olympics. Um, sort of his, his last thing there. Um, he went over to Chile, which uh, after a couple of years out, which is always a bold move for an Argentinian. You know, they're not necessarily the best of friends. Yeah, they're, yeah, you know, share a territory. Exactly. Um, and this is a... A national team that had been really been struggling in, in recent years. Uh, they were still really feeling the effects of the Pinochet era, when they were their team was kind of isolated globally from sport. They would um, they hadn't played many European uh, opponents in in recent years because they were just sort of this closed shop really. So um, so they hadn't qualified. I think they qualified for one World Cup in the last six. But he comes in. He sees a really good crop of youngsters there. They had a really good under twenties uh, and under twenty one team. Uh, the likes of Vidal, Sanchez, uh, a few other players there that, that people have heard of here. Um, and he got them through, got them to the World Cup. He's seen as a hero. But well, one of the, uh, the very interesting things he did was he really embraced the culture there. Uh, he would you know, go to the local market to buy his food. He'd go to the local bakery to buy his bread. So we're expecting to see Bielsa down at Kergate Market. Exactly. And, and, and in Headingley having a drink <laughs> on a Friday night. Is that what we're, we're well, thinking? Well, that's it, exactly. He's someone, every time he goes abroad, he takes his time to really integrate himself with the culture because he thinks that'll help him understand. Okay. You know, if he understands the culture of the place, so we could actually see Bielsa. You think maybe pottering around Leeds Centre on the odd occasion. That, that, that's Judging something. By, that we judging might... by past experience, yeah, and apparently he's always very, very happy to talk to people. You know, he's, uh, he gets involved. He's he's, he's that all encompassing when he does take a job. That. The, the, yeah, I suppose if you see him, you know, going down Brigger, have a chat with him. Go and talk tactics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and talking of tactics, you know, the, the, the Vogue formations in recent years have been four four two and four five one, four two three one's very popular. Yeah. Bielsa is he's got his own blueprint entirely, isn't he? Do you want to tell us about his sort of his trademark formation that he's employed over over recent years and just how mad it is? Yeah, yeah. So it's different. I don't imagine too many uh, members of the current lead squad have ever played it before. But <laughs> his, he, he does he does change it from time to time. But traditionally, is his you know sort of textbook for, um, formation there is this um, three three one three. So he'll have three centre backs, and then in front of them he'll have you know a, a sitting midfielder, deep line midfielder, and then two wingers, wing back type things, um, and then he'll, in front of them he'll have a sort of a player in the hole. Uh, you know, perhaps a Samu Saiz. So it seems ideal for him that role, doesn't it? Saiz, a bit of a free role almost. Yeah, exactly. And then um, in front of them, another three, but they really try and stretch stretch the line wide at the focal point of attack. So they'll be often hugging the touchline there. Um, and it's it's 
the whole point of this formation is to get the ball up there as quick as possible. It's fast, it's pressing, uh, it's you know sort of very dynamic, um, and at its best when it works well, it's it's absolutely devastating. What sort of players in the lead squad do you think might fit into that system? I know it's very early days yet, and there's a, a lot of players likely to be going in and coming out. Are there mm. any from from watching the team last year that you think will fit into Bielsa's system or, or, or won't fit in? Um, it's a tough question, that really, because um, a lot of the time he'll he'll play um, sort of a left back in central defence. He'll he'll put um, you know uh, wingers out in the middle, and he's it's very sort of open ended what he does there. Um, I think when he does get to Thorpe Arch, he's got a sort of a job on his hand in educating the squad in what he wants from them. You know, um, he likes his, his centre backs to be really good ball players, so. You know, you, you wonder what that that might mean for the sort of types of Liam Cooper or whatever. And, you know, maybe he would be tempted to put someone like a Calvin Phillips back there. Uh, so we could know. see players completely shift positions. I, I think I think we could, yeah. And, and pre-season will be crucial in that. Then you know, mm. looking at what he's trying to implement in the first few games. Obviously, Janssen's out the World Cup, so yeah. that that delays things there. But do you think that pre-season will give us a real indicator of of what he's trying to achieve if, if players are going to play in, in unnatural positions for them? Yeah, it'll be fascinating because um, originally he wanted to get the team in this Monday um, to start uh, pre-season training. That's very which, early. Which would have given them sort of four weeks of fitness, which they're, they're going to need. It's In the Championship, it's 46-game season, so... Uh, to play the, the style of football demanded by him is, is going to be extremely hard. Um, so he's, he's lost a week there already. Um, but yeah, I think that's mainly just because of these negotiations were rumbling on. But um, it'll be fascinating. His first game's actually against Forest Green, uh, away at Forest Green, which uh, I'm pretty sure he's bizarre. not played them before. Yeah, 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 exactly. So uh, down at the new lawn, <laughs> there's not too many stadiums that have been like that. And we'll, we'll then we'll get a good example of you know sort of how how his methods are getting through to his players. Like it'd be perhaps unrealistic to expect them to be uh, you know sort of this fully formed unit at, at that point but that said the way he does develop his teams in pre-season the, the extent he goes to they you know they live breathe football um, I think it was at, uh, at Lille in his last job uh, over in France he actually um, ordered them to build bungalows on, on the campus there on the training ground and he made the team live there 24-7 he had 20 bungalows built um, so they could literally you're kidding me they actually he got, he got some yeah. professional footballers doing construction work so, well no <laughs> <laughs> I mean perhaps you know <laughs> save a few quid wouldn't it Which, yeah. Um, but yeah they that's the extent he goes to and he gets them watching videos because he's an obsessive uh, video watcher he's apparently watched every single minute of every Leeds game last season uh, he's trained himself to watch two videos at a time um, in my research. I he's also it, a chameleon. He's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's he can train it. his eyes to go in different directions. Yeah, it's, it's quite impressive. Yeah, and um, I mean, uh, one, one quote I saw when, when I was doing my research, someone asked him one Christmas, like, how, how are you going to spend the break there? And he, and he goes, well, every day I'll be doing two hours of physical exercise and 14 hours of video watching. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be so intense um, f- for the players. Mm. It's going to be exciting, definitely. Is that something you've seen from fans on social media today? Absolutely. Um, it, it's been a funny few days because the fans have just been itching to hear this um, announcement. You know, there's um, all sort of manners of reports coming out of South America, as I said earlier, because of the time zone. You get these things late at night. Uh, so perhaps people will see that before they go to bed or wake up. Um, and they were just desperate for it to happen because it's been two weeks without without um, 
a manager now, and obviously the, the club aren't going to issue updates every day. Well, and also the World Cup's underway this. now, so you know there's always talk that that delays things, and you know there might be a yeah. concern that once the World Cup got underway, that it could delay things even further. But I think Leeds fans will be very happy. Yeah, with they're absolutely delighted. It's um, you know without sort of too much hyperbole, it's this is probably the biggest managerial appointment in the second tier of English football ever. You know, I, th- I think it is that big, um, and they. They're, they're delighted. I mean, there's, there's a few sceptics out there, perhaps people you know aren't, aren't so familiar with him. But um, I think um, generally Leeds fans are reading up on him. They like what they see. A lot of what he preaches, I think, will fit the culture at Ellen Road. You know, this this hard work, this fast attacking football. I think I think they all think after what's happened the last few years, what what do you fancy doing? Just sitting and having another season where you spend a little bit of money, you get someone in who's who's done all right before. You know, you, you plod along, you hope to get lucky or do you go for it? You know, I, I go think, and get the stellar name, and yeah, and yeah why not? So. Um, you know, so, so long as Leeds aren't, you know, breaking the bank here, and, and they've got um, investment from the 49ers money, of course, coming in. They've got um, Radrazani's obviously got deep pockets of himself, so it doesn't sound like the club are mortgaging their future, like perhaps they, you know, they did in the Ridsdale era. So that would be the sort of where fans would be cautious. But I think they're, you know, they're, they're generally optimistic, and even if it does go horribly wrong, I think they'll they'll just go, hey, we tried. <laughs> Something that will definitely endear him to Leeds United fans is his spell at Athletic Bilbao, where mm. he probably that was arguably the peak of his managerial career to date. He he took them quite far in Europe, and one game in particular, he got one over onto Alex Ferguson and Manchester United, which is always a pleasant thing to say. Exactly, yeah. Um, we we put a piece on that up on the website. Um, uh, last week, I think it was, because uh, that for many was the first time um, they'd you know seen Bielsa's methods firsthand in this country. Um, of course, it was the Europa League run. I think it was the last sixteen, and uh, and they were excellent. They were um, it was everything that can go right about Bielsa fo- style of football: fast, quick, aggressive. They, they just blew Manchester United away. And you know this was no no bad Man United team. You know this was the David Moyes team. This was that Sir Alex Ferguson there near the end of his his, his time there. But, but still, but it's around the time that Man United were competing for Premier League titles. So exactly. it shows that they were a very good team. Yeah, yeah, and and just the attitude that the players shown there. They're all all working for each other. They didn't settle for you know three one. They were they're still pushing to score more goals. Uh, and, and you know, and it's being Manchester United, which Leeds fans will, you know, they'll always go for that. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Let's hope that uh, Leeds can draw uh, Man United in one of the cup competitions this year. Uh, That'd be uh, interesting. Which, which draws yeah. us on finally. We, we joked about it at the start of the Bolton Wanderers in, in the League <laughs> Cup. That'll be Bielsa's second game. Is that right? That should, yeah. So the the uh, the League Cup, the Carabao Cup, as it is, um, it, was, it was drawn again from uh, from Vietnam this time. <laughs> I don't think anything went catastrophically wrong, like it did last season when we had the draws last year when. Uh, the same teams are coming out twice, and uh, Leeds aren't playing Leeds. It's yeah, all, it's yeah, all good. exactly. So um, obviously the, the Bielsa news had only broken an hour and a half or so before, so only had half an eye on it. But Leeds were first out of the hat. Bolton at home, uh, very winnable game. You take that. that. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Bolton um, just uh, managed to stay up at the end of last season, uh, and it's, it's a home tie, which is always nice. So we don't know um, who the opening Premier League fi- uh, sorry championship fixture getting ahead of myself there uh, <laughs> will be against this year so it, this could be the first chance that um, Leeds fans get to see uh, Bielsa at Ellen Road um, and so, so yeah I think, I think they'll take that of course um, we're getting the full fixture list next Thursday uh, we'll probably bring you a podcast uh, Thursday lunchtime Thursday afternoon I thought to, uh, to get our heads around that 
Um, but yeah, there's, I think now with Le- the Leeds fans, there's some sort of real uh, excitement going into that fixture reveal next week. Definitely, definitely a lot of excitement building up to the season. Uh, I think that's probably all we've got time for today. Unless yeah, I was, I was just going to touch on um, a couple of things. Um, I think transfers are the other thing that of people course, want to, yeah. to look at. Um, by all accounts, Bielsa will begin a bit of, be given a bit of cash to spend. Um, Any rumours on figures? What are we, are we talking ballpark figures? Yeah, well, um, a report from um, David Anson, um, our colleagues at the uh, at the Mirror. There, that we're, we're obviously part of um, um, Reach PLC, as it's called, form, the artist formerly known as Trinity Mirror. Um, so he's one of our colleagues, David Anson. Um, he's he's pretty he's very well connected. He's spoke about twenty million, which will be uh, it's quite a sizable budget uh, that for the championship. Now. Yeah, yeah but especially considering the the amount of money that's ploughed into. Uh, Bielsa yeah. um, we're looking at uh, above 2 million a year for him which is the most leads I've ever paid a manager um, I think we've, we've spoken here I think we spoke last week um, when uh, Baron was on who's, uh, who's on holday today he picked a good day to, uh, to go on his holidays <laughs> yeah. hello Baron, if you're listening jetting off <laughs> <laughs> he's um, his um, story last week on uh, Abel Hernandez Leeds were extremely confident of, um, of getting that deal over the line um, so very progressive talks there going on and that would be another massive statement after Bielsa if they could secure yeah, Hernandez exactly. soon after then it really does show that Leeds mean business yeah I mean the, the delay in getting the coach in house you know sort of put the brakes on any transfers I don't think they were ever going to confirm any deals while there was no manager in, in place there but if, if they can follow this up now sort of you know early next week uh, with a big name signing like Hernandez who who I think the club remain confident on, on on getting hold of, then you know optimism just just notches up that again that level. Um, in addition to that, I think uh, what we might see as well is Bielsa leveraging some of the relationships with um, his former players and uh, and associates in the Premier League who are now managing clubs. Well, you mentioned Pochettino; he's, he's still mm. very close with anyone else yeah. in the Premier League that he's he's got close ties with. Well, Pep Guardiola um, has plenty of good stuff to say about him. He's, uh, I think he doesn't come much better than that. Yeah, he's the one. Pep Guardiola's the man who's called him the uh, the greatest manager in the world, the best coach in the world. Wow, so, high um, praise indeed. Yeah, so you'd have thought Bielsa has uh, has Pep on speed dial. Um, obviously, Manchester City have a lot of promising youngsters. One of them, Angus Gunn, has been limit, uh, linked with the club already. So it you, is a position Leeds needs to strengthen in as well. It is, so. yeah, yeah. So as good as Bailey Peacock Farrell did last year um, in, the, in the tail end of last season, Leeds probably do need um, a, you know another body at least. Um, Angus Gunn, highly promising goalkeeper. I don't think Manchester City would ever be wanting to to sell him at this stage, but you know he's the England under twenty one keeper. Had a good season at Norwich last year, uh, and you'd like to think that um, with their you know their depth at the position, they've got Joe Hart there still. They've got Claudio Bravo behind Edison. Who's, well, Edison's not going anywhere. Edison so, will and, be and you'd playing every game. Gun. They always say for young goalkeepers, it's it's about experience, about getting that game time. Yeah, but you won't get a Man City. He yeah. probably would at Leeds United. Yeah, and you, and you'd like to think that Bielsa would be at the front of the queue there. Um, so um, time will tell on that. I mean, perhaps that's you know why that he's the name that's been put out there. They, you know, they knew this thing was going to happen. You know, Leeds United aren't stupid in what they're doing. So um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's that's the one thing to look out for next week. Now is is the stepping up in the transfer market. One thing for sure is it's not going to be boring next year at Leeds United. It, it could, it could. Hopefully, it won't. But it could blow up massively hopefully we're, we're expecting that you know certainly at the start of things that Leeds are going to go out there all guns blazing and, and start the season well but yeah. there is that slight risk that it could all could all go a little bit wrong the, the worry is that you know perhaps um, Bielsa he's yesterday's man you know that the game has slightly moved on from him you know the likes of um, Guardiola and, uh, and Pochettino 
you know they're playing a similar style to his but they've, they've progressed it before you know the uh, the apprentice becomes the master um and obviously you've got the worry that he's never managed in England before and we know what a tough league the championship is and the, the 46 games as well the, the yeah, fact that the games come yeah. thick and fast that could maybe prove a little bit too difficult for that high octane style uh, yeah but if he's got a big enough squad he might be able to make it work and it, it might just shock a lot of teams in the league exactly yeah you know um, I think when you know when some teams they weren't planning for this sort of style um I think there, there might be slight concerns the way he'd, uh, Bielsa's left his last couple of jobs. At Lille, it ended um, rather abruptly with some rounds with management. Um, Marseille, similar. Um, you know, he's, he does have a habit of if it's not going his way, he will walk out. Uh, famously, Lazio, he lasted two days um, before he left after promises weren't kept over the transfers. Arguably the shortest managerial term ever. It must uh, be up there. It must it's, be up there. It's going to be up there. I mean, you know, it, that would be short even for Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think the first benchmark people will be looking for will be the 44-day mark that um, that Brian Clough and Jock Steen uh, managed at Leeds. Get over that barrier and see I think where that's we the are to get over. Because yeah. um, you know, it's it's a managerial appointment of that level. You know, it, it is like getting Brian Clough in, in the 70s. You know, when he was at the top of his game. Uh, it's certainly it's, it's the biggest um, appointment I've had till then, so uh, I it's going to be fascinating, to be honest. Uh, can't can't wait for the season to get started now. Let's get the World Cup out of the way. Let's get oh, the, yeah, let's yeah. get the championship let's get, let's get back to the real stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Well, um, I, th- I think we'll leave it there then. There's, as ever, there's, there's going to be plenty to talk about with, uh, with Bielsa over the coming days. So stay tuned to uh, to Leeds Live. That's Leeds-Live.co.uk. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Live Leeds United. Um, and also thanks for, for listening and downloading to the podcast we're always um, up for hearing what you've got to say about it you know we want your suggestions we want your feedback um, if you could go to iTunes and uh, review and rate it that would be much appreciated and also you can subscribe there so the episode will uh, drop onto your iPhone as and when um, because certainly during the summer we, we're recording when we need to we're going to record when you know big stories break So um, even if Baron's on holiday even if Baron's on holiday even if you I'm know, on holiday the world doesn't wait for Baron exactly yeah <laughs> so on that bombshell uh, we will leave you uh, Christian thanks for stopping by uh, I hope you enjoyed your pod debut not a problem we'll have Baron back next week you'll be pleased to hear yeah cool alright thanks then guys we'll talk to you soon